This is Upper Deck Sketch Artist Marcia Dye, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He's still not slept since the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer dropped, and now sleeps on a Norin-sized child pod that floats about his home. It's Norin Rad. (laughs) I'm so excited about that show. And I love this. That was great imagery. I'm, I'm with you on it. Yes. I just got this image of you like, in one of those floating pods. I don't even know what they call those things. I'm I don't know, but I want one. I want to be in a floating pod. I'm fine with that. That, 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 that. that closes itself when you push a button? I look very pretty when I lay down. Like, that's what I've been told. Like, I have this glow about me, kind of like you see, like, on a shell. And yeah, maybe this is kind of weird yeah, we'll, information. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. I'm a really good, I'm really good looking when I'm horizontal. I don't know. Didn't mean uh, that in a weird way. <laughs> meant that, like, in a cool way. I have, you have actually made me go red. This is the first for the podcast. Nailed You've it. Made me Done. You've made me glow. It's my first time. Uh, but have you seen the season two trailer? Uh, multiple times, sir. Yes, it was amazing. No, it was great. I'm very excited to see what's going on and what's going to happen. Apparently, each episode is going to act as its own little story, so they're not going to be interconnected as much, apparently. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. All right. I don't All know. Right. Pretty exciting. Awesome. Right. We only finished season one uh, last week. Um, oh, did you I'd, really? I'd, finally. I'd, yeah, awesome. I'd watched the first four episodes and then I kind of put a pin in it. And I was like, I've been, and then I spent six months trying to convince my wife that she needed to also watch this show. And she right. finally relented um, on the grounds that she could watch The Great British Bake Off. So, um, so it's all's fair in, in, in love. That's and, good. Uh, television. That's a good compromise. So, I love it. So, yeah. And she, I, I think to her credit, she actually enjoyed it. So, you know, <laughs> what can you say? What can you say? Um, uh, we, we we have a guest with this week. It's not just Noren and I talking about baby Yodas, although I'm sure we will do an episode where we just talk about. We can talk about baby Yoda. Yeah, we yeah, can talk get about Greg baby. on here. Talk about baby Yoda. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, but um, we have a guest, and and the reason I, I kind of started with with Star Wars is because our guest this week has crossed. Um, uh, that mighty divide between Star Wars cards and Marvel cards. Um, um, so, uh, without no further ado, I, I'm really excited that Marcia Dye has joined us this week on the podcast. Welcome, Marcia. Hi. Hello. <laughs> now, Marcia, you're you are really, really close. You're you're in the same city as me, I believe. Um, no, no longer. I used to live in Norwich, but now I've actually moved to the Norfolk coast. So, <gasps> yeah, how are you finding Norwich, Ian? Well, I've been here about three years, just over three years now. And I've got to say, apart with the weather of the last 48 hours notwithstanding, um, it's lovely and has one of the lowest um, COVID rates in the UK. So I'm kind yeah. of OK with that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so also you've moved you've moved out of the city, up to the beautiful coast. Yeah, I'm loving oh. it. <laughs> Marvellous. Well, um you're still local as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, so, um, not far. <laughs> yeah, not far at all. No, um, this will mean absolutely nothing to um, uh, Norin um, 
because I, I tried to explain, I can't remember what episode it was on recently, I tried to explain the concept of Alan Partridge to a guest that we were introduced. Aha! Aha! And again, uh, loads of listeners all over America are just staring at their devices blankly and, and just blinking, much like Noreen is now. Wait, yeah. what? Are we talking? Yeah. Are we saying words? What is this? No, no, no. Ian keeps me up today. I, I, I feel like I'm being, I'm getting some culture. You are getting. I don't schooled. know how much culture this show gives, but Ian has been schooling me quite On a English, bit. So. English comedy. And the reason, the reason I mentioned that is because Marcy, I wanted to ask you if you'd seen that outside the forum, which is the main library building in Norwich, for those who don't know, there is a massive bronze statue of Alan Partridge. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I think it's only there for about 10 days. Oh. <laughs> uh, but some artists have just like been working on it for several years and it's about it's about 9 foot tall. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Of of this uh, of this fiction and Steve Coogan, who plays Alan Partridge, has been um, um interviewed about it on BBC um and absolutely loves it. So Anyway, I had a hard life being nine feet tall. That's yeah, rough. Yeah. Well, you know, it is it is rough. Um, so, Marcia, welcome, Marcia. You. Um, so, for those who don't know, you're you're an artist, and I first came across your work on Fleer Ultra Spider Man. Um, but um, first, the, the that was my very first set. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay. Yeah. So was that uh, your first set on doing sketch cards, or where did you where did oh, you start doing sketch cards? I actually started. I I got a um, implementation from Tom Brayer, the Bragent. I don't know if you know Bragent Publishing. Yeah. Um, I've, I've gone out of business now or something, but um, it was for Vampirella 2012. So I've been working on those sketch cards since 2012. Wow. Okay, so yeah, so you've you've been in the game long enough to know where the where the the bodies are buried, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Vampirella twenty twelve. So was it was it uh, Bragent sets that st- you started off on those? How how soon did you kind of start uh, with other companies? Because you've you've crossed multiple companies and licenses, haven't you? Yeah, um, I've I've worked on so many different um, licenses. I've worked um, with Tops. Uh, Dynamite, um, Rittenhouse, uh, Cryptozoic. I've had wow. so many highlights well, since I've been just doing it for the last eight years. Loads of things like, like I did um, Parts of the Hobbit set, um, Star Wars, Star Trek. Um, I think what else is so many. <laughs> um, Not sure what's Vampirella, there. Sonia, Dawn, um, Walking Dead. DC, yeah, man. Yeah, I could go on forever. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, no, you're more than happy to go on forever because that's exactly what we're here to talk about. Um, so, so I, I, I guess I, from for me, I, I wasn't aware of of your work or even that you existed um, until I, I saw you on Fear Ultra Spider Man. So, did, and and I looked on your. Um, 
on your LinkedIn page. And I, I kind of didn't get, I'm, I'm just curious to know as much as you're comfortable talking about, just kind of, you know, how, how you, what you were doing before, you know, have you always been an artist? Is, is it something you, you've been doing commercially and, you know, how that kind of led, led to the sketch cards. If you just kind of your origin story, really. I've always loved watching people create art and creating art myself. Um, my dad used to sketch and paint when I was little, and my earliest memories of spending hours watching him sketch and painting and stuff and seeing the magic appear on, on the canvas. It really fascinated me. And then I sketched for primary, middle and secondary school. Um, and I was encouraged by my art teacher to, to go to life classes. Um, so obviously I always like to do faces and drawing from a nude model and that sort of thing. And then I studied a national um, diploma in art and design at the Norwich School of Art. Well, I think when I went there in the 90s, that was um, Norfolk Institute of Art and Design. Um, and then I went on to get a degree. And then um, I had um, my daughter. And so raising her, um, the art had to go on a backbone a bit. And then I started um, selling stuff on um, eBay, uh, like a lot of artists do, um, paintings, um, Gandalfs and Hobbitons and Rivendells. Um, <laughs> then I went on to sketch cards because I saw how popular they were and that they sold well and everyone could... Um, Everyone could own a small piece of artwork and they were reasonably priced. So I thought that was really good. And of course, they go everywhere because they get traded between people, you know, collectors. So you never know where they're going to end up, you know, being turning up. So, and that's it, really. <laughs> Well, that, and that and that's the beauty of it, because I guess from the point of view of the the sketch card, certainly from the Marvel point of view, your 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 profile is is kind of huge internationally now in in in, in terms of the sketch card world. Um, just just in terms of you know, I see I see your art, I see your art being talked about all the time on the Marvel. You were one of the first people I heard about when I got into the hobby. Was Marcy oh. Dye? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's funny because um, I remember coming into the hobby and I was starting with um, artist proofs, you know, and I was I was talking to artists and getting those cards drawn and all that kind of stuff. And I, you were on my list for a long time. Um, I never, you know, I stopped I stopped getting to the list for for a little bit because of the podcast and you know everything else with life. But I remember I was like, man, you know, I gotta. I was trying to get all the top tier people and you always came up on everybody's list. Everyone was like, Marcia die, Marcia die. But I think what's really awesome about your work is you can definitely see your influences of, you know, uh, models and seeing faces and portraits and, you know, really getting into the details of the personality and the face and the eyes and really beautiful work there, which I just think is just so fascinating. I think it's bring is such a different take to sketch cards because you have like the ultra realism like it feels really 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 pretty really pretty yeah really beautiful work what i'm just gonna start off by by i i just want to just as a, a point of, of starter really um i 
purchased from you actually via ebay which is uh um uh, going back a couple of years um the ap's the black cat ap's yeah flare ultra spider-man so I've, I've got not just one but then you listed another one i was like oh i love that as well so um so i am very wow. very happy to own those two um and i I've, I've not been lucky enough to to acquire any more because your cards are, are pretty sought after and i don't i kind of don't spend as much on on sketch cards um uh these days simply because there's mm-hmm. so much else to chase for the character and i kind of feel like i've i've almost peaked if you like <laughs> i'm very happy to own these you know i own i'm marcia die i'm not not just one but two um but just the the uh, I mean, this is always amazes me with artists is how you manage to get, especially with this one, how you manage to get so much depth and scale into such a uh, a finite. You know, That's beautiful. Two and a half wow. by three and a half card, um, which you continue to amaze me uh, with, with 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 some of the stuff you've ha- you've had coming out. It did you find that a challenge when you started working in sketch card size? Because obviously at this point you were five six years in doing sketch cards. Yeah, yeah, I suppose um, I used to work really huge when I was younger. I used to work on four-foot pieces. Um, Wow. I'd just cover a bit of old hardboard with a bit of emulsion and do figures and all sorts. And so it's a big leap to a really small piece of work. But then you can get it done a lot quicker and then, you know, bang them out and everyone's happy, I think. So, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say so. Um, so do you, um, how many, because I know you're on the Masterpieces 2020 set that's just dropped, and I know we, we can talk about that because it's, it's out there now. Um, and I'm sure that there are probably some other sets coming up that, that you're on that you probably can't talk about, so we won't. <laughs> I've got four um, do out that I've worked on, um, Upper Deck sets, um, wow. but I okay. can't tell what ones they are. No, no. That's fine. That's fine. I think we probably know what they are, but we can't talk about what they are. So yeah, I think we'll just, we'll, just, we'll just leave that there to spare any blushes. Um, but um, were you on the Marvel premiere sets as well? Uh, no, I think that's the only Marvel sets I haven't actually been on premiere. Well, I'd love to be on premiere, so maybe in the future if there's another one. But no, I haven't had that chance yet. It, well, wow. if if you're listening, um, Sam and team at Upper Deck, um, Marcia needs to be Marcia needs to be involved on that. Now, the, re- the reason I ask is because obviously that that's a bigger canvas for a lot of those cards because you have oh. multiple panel cards um, in Premiere. Yeah, that for your work would got... be absolutely amazing to see that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd um, I'd, I'd I'd definitely um, invest in a little bit of premiere if if you were involved. Um, so, Same. do you? Um, how many uh, sketches did you do for? Let's let's talk about masterpieces, just as it's pretty recently um, out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly because I've done so many sets in the last couple of months. But I think I did about forty-two in the end for the masterpieces set. Um, because a few were rejected. Um, okay. So it's probably about 42 that are actually floating around in the packs or the packs or wherever they end up. Yeah, cool. Wow. And ha- so ha- what's what kind of, because obviously everyone works at different speeds and everyone's got different kind of styles and how they do it. And 
you know you've done it long enough i think you've probably got your own system you know to, to bang them out as you as you phrase how long would let's just say you may, maybe maybe you probably did about 50 and then you know we've got some rejects how long would that that kind of expect to take you um i don't know it just it just depends on what the deadline is i mean, other deck are fairly good they do give you a, a pretty good deadline i mean tops i've got i'm working on the set for them at the minute a mando set <laughs> and um that is good. literally all the artists have got like a week to get them done which is oh, yeah, especially if you're in the UK like I am, because obviously I have to get them done and then and then mail them back. But oh, I'm really pleased to be on the set. I'm pleased all the work keeps coming. But um, Upper Deck are pretty good with um, deadlines. But if I've got several to do, that can take me oh, a couple of months, really. And then often I'm juggling three different card sets by various companies at the same time. So right. as you can imagine, it's a bit of a yeah. some case. They all seem to come together. All the work seems to kind of, mm. you know, pair together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you um, have you found how? Uh, and we've not asked this of any artist actually, but we've it's come, kind of come up in conversations, especially with uh, Michael Munchell uh, when we we spoke to him. Um, how how have you found it's it's changed in the last six months with the lockdown and with coronavirus have you found that actually it's kind of almost no different which is what michael was saying because he's kind of indoors just working away anyway yeah um i've been having lots of work actually around the covid it's not really affected affected um my workload or anything it's been you know luckily i'm i'm one of the lucky ones really um when you think all these people losing their jobs and everything but actually Mm. sketch card work's still coming and yeah, how were you finding lockdown around March, April time? Does it drive you crazy or? <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's different different for different folk. I mean, you know, we we we've got the shared experience of how the UK dealt with it, and I um I um I was furloughed uh, from thirty first of March, and I've only recently gone back part time, and I'm still on furlough two days a week. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a government-supported furlough scheme. So the government effectively paid most of the wages of anyone who went on furlough. So, so I was kind of blessed in that regard because I know a lot of a lot of places in the world didn't have that. And even if you're in the UK, some industries and professions and self-employed especially didn't didn't you know have that safety net if you like. But I know in America, obviously, you know there was a different situation, and you know companies did lay off massive amounts of people instantly. You know, by virtue of the fact that they had to. So, um, so you know, I've I've kind of been blessed in that regard. But I just kind of, you know, obviously, Noren and I focused on the podcast a lot, as I think hopefully people can tell from our output over the last six months. I think we've been <laughs> we've been you know trying to trying to do the best job we can for people um, and enjoying it. But also, I was um, I was I, I kind of went into learning mode. Um, and did loads of online courses and things just in case the worst came to the worst and I needed you know, new skills or retraining or stuff like that. So that, that's kind of how I went went in with it. Um, 
no, in because you had it's different in different states in America, isn't it? In terms of the lockdowns, and obviously with your yeah, it's a, it's it's scary here because <laughs> the world's falling apart in America. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's been fine. My, you know, we've gotten a chance to hang out with our our animals a little bit more, um, and then you know, I I do my work and I do you know I do writing and stuff like that, and you know teach film and so forth at the university here. So I've been able to teach online and then, you know, work on scripts and do kind of like the artist thing and hunk it down. I'm pretty much a hermit as it is. The group is where I have most of my interaction, but, um, you know, just trying to stay out of people's way. You know, some people don't know how to wear a mask. That's pretty much what I'm dealing with over here. So I'm just staying away from those kind of people. But, um, yeah, nothing too crazy. You know, um, it's funny talking about sketch cards and taking a look at these and, and talking about 2020 because there's been such a resurgence of collectors for the group and Marvel uh, magic collectors. And, you know, Marcia, you've gone from Star Wars to Marvel. You've done all this different kind of work. Um, you know, what was it like? working for mm 2020 like did you do anything different with your sketch cards i was looking through them and i saw some really beautiful portraits and full bodies i was just wondering you know what materials did you use all that kind of stuff um well um i used my favorite materials for sketch cards which is um markers i like enjoying sniffing markers (laughs) 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 polychromous pencils um watercolors a bit of everything on them really um and what i tend to start my process is i sketch them out um but usually i focus on the faces first and then if i'm doing a face figure composition then i will kind of wrap the put the face down and then wrap the figure around it so it all works out obviously on the composition such a small space um, yeah. I'll do blue tone um, faces so it'll be all colours like pale blue so that actually the, the face retreats in the background and then the figure and so I tend to look, work all together do all blue tones on those sort of cards and then I will um, colour in the actual figure part and then I think that works really well because it really meshes well and you kind of don't think you don't get everything pop out at you at once you kind of have to yeah. kind of and look at it as a whole really yeah i love that what a great decision well i'm looking at them now on your on your site on facebook at art uh, art by marcia die and i was looking at your phoenix and i saw kind of like the spectacle speckle effect that's around her hair and her eyes and i just thought that was such a really beautiful decision really amazing really amazing work and i love that you do that composition um with the faces and the blue backgrounds just to give it some more depth that's really cool Really cool to see that. And we'll have all of this on the tasting notes as well, everybody. Oh, yes. Yes. And we'll obviously link to all the relevant places you can find Marcia. I am, um, I, I always, and it's, it's really interesting because when I'm, when I see your stuff is posted, sorry, something's just, I've just gone onto your page and I'm just immediately, my, my jaw is on the floor from, from the ones I'm seeing. Um, I just love the way you do the foreground character with the background character, like you did with the black cat. It's just such a brilliant 
composition. It's just a brilliant way of doing the cards. Yeah. I love it. It's fun too because like uh, in back in the day, I'm sure you know this, um, but you know with Marvel cards like 1993 Marvel uh, Universe or any of those kind of cards on the back, you would have the character's portrait and then you would have the character full body. And that's why I'm I'm like so obsessed with the card that you got, that Ian got from you with the black cat because it just fits. It just reminds me of those old card sets, and it's just such a nice little tribute for that because I love that style. It's such a good decision. Not I don't you don't see those often either, right? Ian? I mean, I don't really see no. people doing that no. as uh, at all or as well as you're doing, Marcy. Like, it's really nice. Really clean stuff. Yeah, really cool. Really, it, really cool stuff. It really, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me a little bit of some of the style of um, uh, Marcy, you'll, you'll, you'll probably know the name, uh, Mitch Ballard. Um, oh, yes. Well, no, did he do Vampirella cards? Like, think he's done vampirella he's done yeah he's done an enormous amount of marvel over the years but um he um he does a similar thing where he'll have a he'll have a foreground and kind of a background thing and obviously multiple almost Mm -hmm. layers is what i want to say um um in in how he kind of builds the image and um um yeah i mean his work is exceptionally sought after as well people go absolutely nuts for it um so mitch if you listen come and talk to us <laughs> so i do have a question because i'm dying to know you know i see i see a lot of different characters that you pick but i see some of the ones that you kind of hover around do you have any particular favorites for marvel that you're interested in drawing um, obviously, I love to draw black cat. <laughs> Yay! Because you do it so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she she really um, lends her her character for pinup sort of art, really. You know, that sort of curvy kind of, and then obviously the face and the curvy figure and that, and it works really well. Um, Storm is another favourite, and um, Scarlet Witch. Um, Oh, and Silk as well, I like. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you've been having fun with Silk and Spider Gwen, I noticed. Of, uh, of yeah. Those have been coming yeah. out really lovely. Those are amazing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know JD will be happy. So we have a friend who only collects silk, and I know he's pretty obsessed with your work. So that's pretty exciting. To, I'm sure he'll be flipping out over the MM2020. Oh, he, he already has been. I've seen him, oh, I've has seen him uh, gushing, <laughs> sorry, uh, commenting all over uh, Marcia's posts. Um, um, so um, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking through them now on your Facebook page, and it's like so it's why I, I try not to dive into people's you'll have heard this if you listen to the podcast and people know this when i dive into someone's instagram feed and i'm captivated by it it tends to render me speechless because i'm just trying to take in what i'm saying um so i can't earlier i felt bad because i was just like wow because i got really quiet and then i was like should i tag in? i feel bad i'm going to distract him no but anyway no. It's, it's lovely it's very okay. lovely it's all good um do you um marcy i noticed on on your star wars cards obviously one of the differences with star wars and marvel is the um the photo real aspect of it and the fact that you've got real actor likenesses to work with which i imagine is part of the um well from what i understand it's it's part of the uh the deal with tops is that you you need to be able to you know you have to stick to those guys to do photorealism um and good likenesses yeah i'm lucky I, I usually am pretty good at getting likeness of something I've always kind of been able to do. Yeah. 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 No, I noticed this is what is why I was touching on it because you, you, you do see um, a lot of those Star Wars sets and obviously a lot of people. Um, so I'm just looking at your sword, 
Guerrero from Rogue One. That's brilliant. Um, a lot of um, people kind of uh, seem to take e- seem to find it easier than others. Is probably the fairest way of saying it. Um, I, I know some artists find it quite challenging to get that photo real likeness, especially um, um, some some people like Harrison Ford seems to challenge people. He's a hard one. I even I find him really really difficult to draw. Yeah, he's got that sort of face. I don't know why. Yeah, he's got that oh, that's really cool. that drives all the yeah. ladies wild. Um, you're Roger drives Moore. me wild. How yeah. dare you, sir? Yeah. That's Harrison. Well, okay. Well, well you know, it's funny. It. There's a Star Wars card. Um, it's a character in one of the new movies, and it's played by Curry Russell, and who's just amazing. And she is – you just see her eyes in the movie. She's wearing this giant helmet, and she's Sorry, like a bless. bounty hunter. It's Bliss. That's it. And I'm looking at one of your cards now, and – it's so crazy how good you are with the eyes because it's basically, you know, you have a helmet and then you have her eyes that are right there and the likeness is dead on. And that's so impressive to do that with such a small amount of space of her face. It really highlights, you know, your ability to do that so well. It nerdy about getting likenesses and, and doing faces. I could just draw faces forever. I'm, wow. I'm always looking for fun. I just, and I'll show you something. I'll just drawing like a little face studies oh I wow do this and doodle all the while and it's just something i just love to do i, I no, used to I, do I, well in class <laughs> no i understand you really like faces i think that makes sense i'm just fixing my lighting here so you can see what's on my camera just a little bit more if you if you i'm just <laughs> hanging out a bit you know i don't know no, if I, you notice this jawline or anything i just you just want to put it out there for you marcia just, no, and yeah. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure that Marcia will rebuff your efforts to get some free artwork out of her. Um, oh no, I just want to be like. I, I, you want to be, you want to be Marcia's muse. Is that what you're saying? I just, I'm just saying. I've always wanted to be someone's muse. It's on my bucket list, and I don't, you know, it's just my thing. I, well, not free cards, just like in case you ever need a face. Yeah. I'm here for you. Well, we're kind okay. of halfway there in that Michael Munchall has admitted to having our podcast on while he's been doing a lot of his sketch card work. So we already we already influence. Slowly but surely. Yeah. My uh, face is just going to be plastered. Well, I, uh, uh, at least one artist has done a artist lines. At least one artist has done a rendition of me that's in Marvel Masterpieces 2020. I love that, by the way. That's so funny. Which is, uh, have you seen this, Marcia? Now, what character did it's, they uh, uh, Jalen Warner has done a vulture from Spider-Man, um, which is uh, <laughs> basically a wizened old man, so he's got that nailed. Um, and he's, um, it's, I've used it as my profile picture on Facebook, and it's everyone who knows me who doesn't collect cards, which is pretty much 95% of my, my Facebook um, friends, like pe- you know, people I went to school with, people I've worked with, are all like looking at their screens going, eh? And then the, the rest, and everyone else kind of gets it. <laughs> See, but you have a beautiful shaved head, though. So, I mean, that makes sense. You know what I mean? I look like Tommy Pickles or like, you know, the road has been damaged. I'm bumpy everywhere. That's why I can't do it. You're dumb, though. Gorgeous. Bless you. Bless you, dear. Um, some, Marcia, it's very interesting. There's some, some artists who clearly do. Um, and the, the most obvious one at the moment is, is Dave Palumbo. Dave, um, who, when you look at his original painting for The Wizard, which is in Masterpieces 2020, is clearly him. <laughs> you know, absolute spitting image of him. Um, 
and we recently spoke to, and by now people should have heard it, um, so I'm going to talk about it, uh, Pat King, who was um, Dave's uh, model for at least 30 of his, his pieces there and some of the cards. You can clearly see that it's Pat. Have you ever, uh, have you ever put yourself into any of your, or anyone you know, into any of your cards? Unless you want to keep the mystery alive, you don't have to well, say anything. Don't, have don't let him pressure yeah. you. Uh, stop it i don't i I haven't really um intentionally used myself but like looked in the mirror or whatever um but i've I've heard though that when you draw stuff uh, sometimes subliminally you can make it look like yourself sometimes it's something a known sort of thing um but of course when i was at art college i used to do a lot of self-portraits then but i haven't really done it now with the sketch cards yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wondering if That's muscle really memory cool. might kind of bring in some elements of, of you. You don't. You don't. Are, are you the? Uh, some artists do use photo reference an awful lot when they're when they're doing work, um, especially the larger pieces. Do you, yeah. do you? It sounds to me like your training and and your study that you've done means that you maybe don't use that so much, or is is that my 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 wrong? Use photo reference because it's just easier, really. Oh, Okay. Rather than getting someone to sit for me, which would be brilliant, but um, you can't always get some. I, I, I tend to use all sorts of things for reference. I've I've got um, a comic book photo reference thing here. Right. Oh wow! This sort of thing. Oh okay. Loads of people in different exciting poses. Also, <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, so that's awesome. literally that's literally a book of someone. Of a of a bloke dressed in underpants, who yeah. clearly goes to the gym a lot more than I do, um, in just in different poses, and that that's the whole. Right, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. I didn't know this thing existed. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and um, there's also a really good um, CD that I use, and it's called Life Models. Um, but that one's a bit more. They they don't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know you get so that that's the weird. that's the good stuff got it well for the benefit yeah. of our american listeners that means <laughs> underpants <laughs> yeah by the way that took yeah. me forever i had no idea i was like all right you yeah, know because you don't have to wear pants all the time there we oh, go. okay yeah that's really yeah. pretty they're really you know really well lit so it's it's yeah. not as good as the life class but nearly as good so like um I'll use use the one of the models from that maybe to do a storm or something like I've got a storm picture that I'm still working on. Wow. And I'm still working on that. I did that um with Andre. I did one of Andre's um That's right. videos. Yeah. And I only got so far with it. But I'd love to work on bigger pieces, but it's know. beautiful. Wow. Well it, it well, f- first of all, can I just say all this talk of, of models has is, is woken your dog up. I think I think she's um, she's, uh, <laughs> she's clearly t- titivated by the man in the underpants doing all the different poses, and and who wouldn't be? Let's face face it. Um, he was gorgeous. He, for sure. he was he was he was yeah. a bit of a spunk. I actually as... took I took two years of uh, figure drawing classes 
where we had models come into the class and everything for like for like three or four semesters in college. It was yeah. fantastic. It's a really amazing experience because like it's true, like with the way the body is lit, especially like we had these giant windows. So it was a lot of natural lighting, too, because of the time the class was. And you would get these beautiful shades on the anatomy. I mean, it's really beautiful, really cool to experience that. I, I never knew what that was beforehand, but it was really interesting to have that. Why did I say all this? I don't know. I just saw your picture of half naked guys and I was like, yeah, I've been there live. But, you know, there it is. So... <laughs> Ian's speechless. He has nothing I, to say. I'm just, I'm just. Well, listen. I, I, I was, I was, I was amazed as anyway because it's funny you're talking about the live draws. So, um, uh, Andre Orsch uh, at Dre Studios does these live um, every week. I think it does. Um, and um, is he doing his own modeling or? I I'm don't know kidding. if he's doing Dre his draws. own modeling. That's no, a joke. I, I will, I will happily model for anyone. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a brave. Yeah, Dre just has I'll, to hit me up. Yeah, um, but. Um, uh, and I noticed that you're on there, and I, I often, unfortunately, I don't really get to to watch many of them live. I can often dip in and say hello, but um, I never get to watch all of them just because of the time of day, and you know, um, <laughs> I only get so much hobby time, Marcia. Um, I'm only allowed out to play uh, for a few hours a day. Um, but um, um, I noticed uh, my train of thought has gone completely. Um, that's yeah, right. That's... So when you were doing one, um, when Andre was doing one a few months back, knowing you went on there and I noticed you were drawing something. And I, I was drawing. Yeah, because I, I, I knew you were going. I think it was his first one, actually. And I it think was. You, it was around our 50th episode. And I just kind of tuned in towards the end. And all of a sudden, I, I didn't realize what you were doing. And then you held something up that you'd drawn. I'd be like, motherfucker, you've kept this quiet. Because it's <laughs> like, you know, I didn't know you I'm had terrible. any artistic I'm I can't do it at all. But, but you say that. But I looked at it. And if you saw what I draw... <laughs> compared to what you would be able to draw um and it's like and you actually came out with something that looked you know reasonably you know formed uh, i guess uh, i don't know whereas... I, is, I tried very art art is a discipline it's it's a discipline unless you do it every day the muscles you don't you know what you mean you have to develop your skill and you have to build on layers it's beautiful i mean always impressed by what you do marcia and and what artists do as well because it's such a i don't know to create something from nothing and in, in the process, especially when you watch a live draw or you watch someone draw something, it's so crazy to see an idea start building layers because you have to keep track of everything. And then you're building and building and building. It's just a very, very um, hypnotic thing to watch and to experience. So I try to draw for myself and, you know, calms me down and everything like that. But absolutely. But that's very nice of you to say, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's um, you're no Marcia, but you were very good. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so Marcia, do you um? Obviously, I, I saw you on there with 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 Andre. The, the interesting thing about um, sketch cards artists is that outside of the con circuit, they they do seem you know obviously very siloed and isolated. But obviously, you being in the UK, there's a smaller proportion of the artists yeah. in the UK. Um, do you do you ever kind of get to connect like that with many artists, or is that a fairly new thing for you to? I'm, do? I'm on several um, Facebook groups, and I chat to other artists, and that's really supportive and fun. Um, and we did a con- there was a convent an online convention, a Star Wars one, run by a Star Wars collecting 
group and I did some live draws there and that sort of oh, thing wow. and did you and I really loved it because obviously being in um, Norfolk there's there's not so many things like comic cons or anything that I can actually go to or contribute to so yeah that was really good fun so that made that was one of the highlights of lockdown being able to do that <laughs> well i guess that's the same you know with ev- everyone's finding you know online it, it's it's accelerated what people will do and open themselves up to and so many um people are doing things like this you know just for work now as much as anything else you know this is how people meet and talk about stuff so um which is uh, fascinating did you ever um go to the um there, there is one obviously it's not on this year for obvious reasons that norcon um, norcon yeah one? yeah just yeah. on uh, norfolk showground i didn't actually exhibit there though i i went and with my daughter who's really into doctor who and um star oh, trek thing so I went with her and we had a look around. But that was nice. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's tiny. I mean, compared to the ones that you get in the States, no, it is. I mean, it is properly small. It's. Um, I've never gone to a big one. I mean, I know I know, I should. Like, people are inviting me to go. I mean, obviously, now it's not happening. But, like, yeah, I've never – I've only gone to small ones, too. So I don't even know what it's like to see these, like, massive halls. You know what I mean? And these convention centers sold out. But I thought the one that you went to where you met Ron Lim, was that... You know what? It wasn't, like... I guess, okay, I guess my idea of comparison of what's like a huge, a huge place, like the, that was called GalaxyCon and it was in North Carolina, Raleigh. I th- no, it wasn't Raleigh. Where was it? Charlotte, maybe? Anyway, it was, it was, it was big, but it wasn't like the San Diego or the New York. No. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even on a scale of like NC Comic Con. You know what I mean? But it was, so it wasn't like super, super large. I don't know how people do it. The cons, I mean, that's just nerve wracking for me. I think it's awesome to have the ability to do that you have to come over and do that one day with me and we should go to a con oh, I, I thought you were going to invite marcia as well she is she's already invited she's already yeah. i already got her ticket i was yeah. inviting you i i wasn't sure about inviting you me and marcy are already kind of like eh because she you know she wants to use my face for modeling or whatever so we already talked about it no, but thank that's you for why, listening you know. to this week's episode of the Mars <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you been over to do any of the bigger ones, Marcia, in, in the States or no, any of the ones in London? I've never been on a plane before. <laughs> so I don't think, no, I've never never been abroad, always been in the UK. <laughs> wow. Is that, is that just because you just have, just hasn't happened or have you got any kind of Mr. T fear of flying kind of thing going on? Yeah, I'm a bit that way. <laughs> oh, that's good. Right. Yeah. It's one of my little, my little phobias. <laughs> <laughs> well um i'm sure at some point we will tempt you um to to uh, well we'll have a british contingent uh of, of us <laughs> go over to america and uh and and do something i don't know we'll just go and drink with norin even though it doesn't drink um do you um, true. uh i noticed um because the, there are there are you know obviously a contingent of uk artists um um, one of the guys at that Norcon convention that I met, I did meet one guy who works on Star Wars stuff, uh, Jay Manchard, I think his name is, who oh, is yeah. incredible He's young. Area too, I believe. Is he from Norwich area? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah, so, I love um, his work. 
Yeah. Um, and he was displaying at Norcon, and he um, this was not long after I'd started the groups, actually, and um, I met him and introduced myself, and his, his work is just getting stronger and stronger each time I see him post stuff. Um, and he's he's a young lad; he's in his twenties. Um, so, but he again does those 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 top sets um, every single time they come around. Um, it seems, and tops are putting out a, an awful lot of product. Um, do you um, so on the on the top sets? I was listening to a podcast, um, and in fact, he may well invite you to come and talk to him. A guy called Greg M- McLaughlin does a podcast called The Rebel Base Card. Oh yeah, which is Star he's Wars great. focused, and he's really good. And he he kind of does what we do, but for Star Wars, um, super uh, nice, those, super yeah, great. He, he tends to he's kind of branches out more into the different areas of the fandom in Star Wars. So he's spoken to people who collect figures and people who um, run different um, like websites and things. But he um, um, was talking to an artist, um, I think in Australia, Brent Scott Scotchmer, I believe his name is. Uh, he's in Western Australia, and obviously he's kind of as far away as you can get from tops as you can imagine, in terms of the you know the, just the stock getting to him. You know they have to FedEx it, and it gets driven across Australia to get to him. Um, so he's obviously quite remote. But one of the things he was saying was, um, uh, I believe it was Brent was saying that he he he's found that a couple of sets he has had to say no to. From tops um because simply because he you know they 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 invite and invite you know and they do a lot of stuff and um he was really worried that because he, he of saying no ever because he you know he wouldn't he wouldn't want them to not invite him again to work on a set um and he was saying that, that actually that hasn't happened and because of the amount of product they put out and the amount of artists they've got on rotation, wow. it actually works quite well. So what's your experience of – so this is a really long preamble to a question. Uh, what's your experience of working with um, Tops? Uh, you mentioned the timelines. Just how it differs from Tops versus Upper Deck, for example, who obviously we're closer to because of the Marvel. Um, well, they do – like I said earlier, they, they hardly give you um, a deadline. It's it can be like a couple of weeks sometimes <laughs> and, and that is such a shame because you feel that you can't devote as much as you, time as you would like to each piece I mean I obviously do my best but yeah but those are set I'm working on a minute for them like I'm finding it kind of a bit push but hopefully I'll I did ask to do that they actually are quite good if you say um, I've got a lot on can I just do 20 or something like that then they will be flexible so, yeah, no, they are good to work for, and I, I love doing any Star Wars cards as well. I love really. your Star Wars stuff. Beautiful, beautiful work. And I was so pleased when I got to do um, a base card as well for the Galaxy set. Um, I did a pack card, and that really was like one of the big highlights um, so far, really, of my artistic journey. <laughs> so it, I'm guessing that's a larger format to start with. That's why I love doing it. Yeah, that was one of the that was one of the few questions actually about you know base card art. So is that the only one you've 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 done so far for any for anyone? Oh, my daughter's reminding me from off. Went <laughs> <laughs> better than I do. Oh yeah, I did the one for iconic literature. It was a Lucy from Dracula. Um, oh, nice. and I did some for cult stuff and that was another Dracula set um, and I did some pin-ups and pitfalls for Ken Galan 
can you okay. yep 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 one as well for kengalan um Oh, oh, um, Perna. I've done one for classic mythology for Perna yeah. Studios. Ah, few pieces, yeah. And I've got quite a few of the. They obviously give you copies of the little base cards, and sometimes I'll put them in with stuff what I sell to you know people who collect my work. So it's really nice, and it's really nice to be able to work on a larger scale because then I feel I can really, really do do you know a lot more with the actual art then so yeah i really would love to do a comic book cover but you know i don't know how it's a i just think it's quite hard to get into that there's so many people who you know there's so many artists that i admire who do the um marvel sketch covers and stuff yeah have you actually um have you actually done any work um on blank uh, as you know, do you? Because when I went to Norcon, for example, there was an artist. Um, I think Lee Townsend is his name. I've got I've got a sketch cover that he did for me, um, and he he, he 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 took my order at the con, and then I think I got it in the mail a couple of weeks later. Um, and it, that was a that was a blank cover. Here we go. Um, so I bought it off him, and he, he drew that on. Yeah, that's nice. Really nice. So yeah. have you done oh, have you done much of, of this kind of thing or have you have you dabbled in that no, at all? So far. I'm finding it hard to get the actual comic book, you know, because in the UK you get a few ones that you can get your hands on, but that a lot of the ones are what you have to get from America. Um but it's something I want to do obviously in the future. But to be honest, with all the sketch cards, I I don't get a lot of time to actually fit it in, but I would yeah. love to work scale yeah well, in, in terms wow. of getting hold of the actual um of the actual blanks you can i i can message you afterwards i used to uh, i used to uh, shop in and subscribe to forbidden planet in london a lot and obviously they're oh. one of the biggest places but you used to be able to buy them off the shelves literally but you can mail order as well so oh, it's yeah. it's always worth it's always oh. worth doing that and buying in some and there are groups um there are groups devoted just to comic sketch covers like that and and i've seen people selling bulk blanks on there as well so it's, it's certainly something you could you could oh, you know, obviously people um also you know buy the blanks and then send them to artists to do which is another way of doing it but i think if you can say i've the way i see a lot of artists doing it is saying i've, I've got a blank cover and i will take commissions on it or they'll just go ahead and do a commission on a blank cover and then um and then uh, people will buy it uh, case in point if i can just get them out to you we've mentioned them already tony perna oh that's right that's really good and his black yeah. and white his black and white work stuff is is unparalleled his ink work is amazing and then and, wow. and so and so yeah and so they'd done these um to sell so these weren't commissions and you know i saw them and i was like you know what just before the world goes crazy and we go into lockdown i mean this is literally my last purchase before lockdown i think it arrived the first week of a uh, of everything being shut down over here and i was like you know what there's a nice ray of sunshine into my into my day but um but yeah getting hold of the actual blanks if you wanted to kind of start looking into that um i think is yeah. a relatively straightforward thing yeah, I think you'd be great at that, Marcy, obviously. I think those would be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I think people would buy it. People would buy it. For sure. Do them. So, you know, 
could be a could be a nice little earner for you. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, doing my little uh, Ray Winston stroke Sweeney. I'm dropping all these British references because I know Marcia will get them for once. Sorry. <laughs> I have all these British references I can drop and uh, I don't get just stared at and blinked at. Much Wait, like are we there. talking again? Yeah, yeah, Oops. there we go. There so, we go. Typical. Um, so are you, um, if someone uh, from Upper Deck, for example, said, oh, we're doing another Fleer Ultra Spider-Man set 2022, said, mm-hmm. would you like to do some base art for that? I'm sure your answer would be... <laughs> ブレイクバイアビレディゴーイズバイアビレディゴーイズバイアビレディゴーイズバイアビレディゴーイズバイアビレディゴーイズバイアビレディゴーイズバイアビレディゴーイズバイアビレディゴーイズバイアビレディ
uh, uh, Kitty, to 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 maybe do a jam card with your mum on one of the Marvel sets. It was uh, Kentucky Pin Ups, and it was a puzzle jam. I did one side, and Mum did the other. That was when I really first started. Started out then, my work was more line work than that, though. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. That was fun. I it? just took Mum in to do illustrations for my writing mainly, though. Yeah, well, I illustrate um, her book covers as well. So, oh, nice! Wow, that's so um, oh. Lots of books on Kindle yeah, and uh, the opera, and I'll do gothic sort of covers for them. So that's some more work. I, I think do. one of the illustrations is a bit further down on Mum's Facebook page. Yeah, it's on the oh. Facebook. Yeah. Oh, we'll have a look. We'll have a look. That's much more Noin's wheelhouse. That kind of gothic. Love wow. all that stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So well, cool. Can can we expect to see a mother and daughter Marvel? Um, dabble at some point i mean would upper deck even allow you to kind of sneak kitty on there do you know i don't know i don't know the contract say that it's got to be your work doesn't it um yeah i mean i don't she know could how try, um get we've got contact details you could, you yeah. could contact them. well i think yeah. i think i think you might have to because uh yeah you're right of course being marvel i think everyone has to be kind of pre-approved and at a higher level than upper deck don't they so um but um listen i i think if having a mother and daughter team working on on some of those Marvel cars, I, I'd I'd really like to see that. Yeah, yeah, I might. Yeah, my style's a little bit different because it's anime and manga more, but because yeah. I love my more realistic artwork, I wish I could get to that um, level. <laughs> well, Marvel Marvel anime is coming. And if it's, um, I think that's yeah. going to be pretty successful. So that you know, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they did another. Yeah. Those. So Yeah, that'd be really cool to see. That could be a little angle. Wow. Okay. I love this. I absolutely love this. Um Marcia, <laughs> what what's what's next for you then? Obviously you've got four Marvel projects that we won't even kind of go near talking about. Uh, um just worked a really exciting project though on Cryptozoic, but I can't say what it is, but I was really pleased about this one. It's something where um, um, I, I better not say. Anyway, and, and um, top, so obviously I've got Bet coming out, um, Written House. Um, so I've been really keeping busy. Yeah. Wow. Do you actually? Um, it's something I'm always interested in because some some artists are big collectors and or readers as well. Have you? Is 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 Marvel always being something that you've you've kind of dived into, or, or pop culture like Star Wars and Vampire and things like that? just generally or is it um my main thing that i've always loved is all the lord of the rings films and star wars popular culture i'm all the marvel ones she's more from the marvel fan when i was little she had to sit through all the x-men cartoons and the spider-man cartoons run on peak we used to watch them all the time yeah yeah. so obviously (laughs) watching them with her then then obviously i learned to appreciate marvel and read all the comics (laughs) i collect peace and quiet (laughs) so so basically you're you're the one to thank for your for your mother being so good in the marvel card sphere thank you (laughs) yeah she's an expert on the characters i often have to ask her now who is this one here what 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 should i do for this one she gives me loads of ideas she's got a really great imagination probably because she's a writer um I'm more very visual. I, I kind of like how things look. 
and she's really into actually coming up with really interesting ideas. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that is really great. interesting. Um, do you, um, uh, is it something I've noticed some artists do? And I, I've, I've noticed you kind of have slightly different um, kind of takes. And I imagine time plays a, a part of it. Some artists, when they approach the bigger sets like masterpieces, especially if they're going to do a lot of, I mean, some artists are still doing 150 cuts, you know, it's a, a, a crazy amount of work. Um, um, for, for the benefit of those at home, Marcy, Marcy just grimaced and shook her head. <laughs> 150 cards. Oh, my goodness. Um, but to keep it fresh, some artists chose to do kind of little subsets of uh, characters or different style subsets within it, which I, I, I see you've done on your masterpieces with the, the, the kind of uh, the, the one-tone kind of background and then the foreground being a more full colour. Is that something you, you like to play with the more, you know, if you've got the time to do so? Um, yeah, I, I like um, the set that I'm doing at the minute. I'm doing a lot of sepia because um, because I'm short on time, and and I I really like sepia work, so yeah, that sort of thing. But it just depends really on on time limits and stuff like that. Really, mm. if I've got lots of time, then I could really go to town. But I don't always have the time to really um, juggle a lot of sets at the same time. And I don't like to turn stuff down, obviously. Yeah. Um, but with people losing their jobs, I'm just pleased to actually have someone offer me work at the minute. Yeah. So. yeah. No, well, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's perfectly fair enough. Um, the, um, uh, it's interesting that the, 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 the shortness of time has a different effect on your creativity. So, you know, you, the fact that you'd have chosen to do that, I'm sure people will look at it and go, oh, that's brilliant. And it's like, well, I didn't choose to do that because of this. I chose to do it because I was quite short of time. So, um, which yeah. is interesting. Okay. Like, that, like that, yeah. Just <laughs> have you ever done, and I need to ask because Norrin hasn't yet, a silver surfer? He's, he's on the band list. Well, I know, I know, I know he's banned. But you, you did start tricky, working tricky, on tricky. stuff. Well, no, no, Marcia did start working on stuff before um, he was banned. But of course, she didn't start working on Marvel till Flare Ultra Spider Man, and he was banned then. I got on my first set the Flare Ultra Spider Man with Spider Man on it as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a Deadpool and Spider Man card, and there's out there somewhere in the wilderness. I've not seen it pulled yet. I don't believe. Yeah, I basically do a Deadpool. <laughs> my daughter loved, and then he ended up banned on the next set. She loves Deadpool. No, isn't it romantic? Yeah, the Spider Man Deadpool comic. Yeah, she really. loves those. Um, and she said, do you do with Deadpool? And so I did one, but I haven't since her been called. Yeah. I know it got approved. It got banned the next set, I think. The next set, though, that you can't draw in there. So. Wow. Oh, that's well, you, great you're not going to be able to draw Punisher for a while as well um, yeah, yeah. different people got banned yeah yeah so um, but have you ever too. have you ever kind of you know been tempted to just play with a Silver Surfer not on a Marvel card set just as a you know just as an experiment I'm just I'm just dying to know if you if you've ever done one <laughs> I like the character yeah. in, in the Spider-Man um, not was it those Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. When you were younger, you watched a really old cartoon. That was Spider-Man, I thought. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can remember he rocked up on his... On, or am I thinking of... Is, has he got like an ice jet that he... Practice practice a a circle. You're thinking of Iceman. 
You're I'm thinking of uh, oh, maybe I'm conversation so much. I think I think best. I think you're talking about Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, which was an animated cartoon with Iceman and Firestar. Ah, uh, yeah, could well be. That would probably be my era, I should think. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I absolutely loved it. I really enjoyed watching that when I was when that I was when I one. were that was a good young. One. Um, so, See, so, Kitty no. and I, Kitty and I grew up on the same cartoons. So that yeah. we're, she she was talking about the Fantastic Four. Which is, you've seen the episode with the Silver Surfer. He was in the Fantastic Four animated series, and I'm like, she gets it <laughs> right here. I'm with you. <laughs> I, I know where you're at. I see you. <laughs> good work. <laughs> Well, when Silver Surfer is released from his artistic prison, I'm I will sure, be hitting you up just I'm so sure. you know. Yes, just, I'm sure you know, that, that will mark be it down in a calendar or something like that, like 2020, 2088. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. It's a long, it's a long drought you've got here, Noren. I know. It's nice, though. I get to catch up. So I feel pretty good about it. He'll, yep. he'll come out. He'll be around. He's coming. He's going nowhere. <laughs> he will. He will. I, I haven't got them with me, actually. They're downstairs. But I finally got my first Black Cats from Marvel Masterpieces 2020. They have arrived. Oh, I saw your posts. Beautiful yes. pieces. They're, they're in hand. I can't, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Um, so I, I think I was... I, I don't think I had anything else to ask you, actually, Marcia. I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of out of inspirational questions and probing in-depth um, uh, exposés, uh, really. Um, but um, where can people find you on the interwebs, Marcia, if they want to lay their eyes on your work? Facebook is the place to go to contact me. Yeah. I'm always happy to message people back if they want to ask anything. Um, yeah, and I put my work up there, what I'm working on currently and stuff. There's loads of stuff up there dating back from my early eBay days, I think. There's Lord of the Rings paintings and all sorts. So, yeah. Wow. So, anyway, just check my, is it up? Oh, by Marcy. Kitty knows better because she, she helps me yeah, up by, together. Up by and die. Up by and die. Yeah. There we go. Up by Marcia die. I'm looking at it right now. Um, we will we will um, make sure that goes on the tasting notes. I know that you're on a couple of the other social channels, although I know you don't update them as much. But we'll 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 put all the links, Marcia, of, of oh, everywhere oh, people can find yeah. you. Um and um, and they can go and feast your eyes, uh, feast their eyes rather, and then hopefully hit you up for some APs. I imagine you've probably got some AP. Do your Marvel APs go pretty quick? Do people hit you up for those? Yeah, I've got loose blanks actually. Yeah, what well, I've got are actually drawn. Uh, Runaways is the only one you can mention. But yeah, Runaways is the only one I can mention. I've had those for ages. Yeah. And I just haven't. What I often do, I'll do the, the set cards, and then I don't get time to do my APs until much later, really, because I'm Fair going enough. on set. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, if anyone wants an AP from Marcia, um, uh, hit her up via our Facebook page. I can assure you, as personal experience will attest to, <sighs> it's worth every single penny. Hundred percent. I love these. I love these. They're so good. Thank you for. Um, um, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I might have been the only bidder on one of them. I think I managed to snaffle it without any competition. But the other Looked one, out. I think someone, yeah, someone else was after the other one, and it, it cost me a little bit more. But absolutely worth every single penny. Um, so um, I won't be buying any uh, Masterpieces 2020 boxes, certainly not physically. So I don't think I'll be able to pull any of your stuff. But if I if I if I get any of the black cats that you've done for that set, I'll be sure to let you know. 
but um, <laughs> but so but thank you for doing her so well and so regularly. Yeah, I love drawing her. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the feeling is mutual. We've we've got we've we've got a thing here going on. No, no, <laughs> black cat. no surfer love on this episode. Just all that's black okay. Cat. I black that's cat's fine. cool. We can we can talk about black cat. That's black fine. cat's cool. Um, Marcia, thank you for for joining us. Uh, I've loved this. This has been an absolute hoot, and and thank you, Kitty, as well. Thank you so much. This, I love it. I love it. We book we book one guest. We get another one pop in for free. Love it. Um, so two for the price of one. Um, you, you know, this is this is the the cringeworthy, quin, cringeworthy, embarrassing part. The, the fact that I can't say it's cringeworthy enough. Um, where Marcia, I, I'm going to ask you if if you wouldn't mind to to see us out this week on on this week's episode with our customary sign off, if you can remember it. In fact, you can both do yeah. it if you want. Enjoy Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Band Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>